no mai haere mai ki tēnei hōtaka, Nissan Bullam, and a very special welcome to listeners joining us for the first time today. Welcome to the panel family. Today, these thugs and radical left monsters have just indicted the 45th President of the United States. Donald Trump responds to indictment and he is wild. That in a minute. A quarter of Kiwis will see a boost to their incomes from tomorrow. The cost of living is the number one issue for New Zealanders. National's Renewable Energy Plan unveiled. They want to cut red tape and electrify New Zealand. Also today, what is your most awkward or unusual interview question that you've ever had? We've all had, what's your biggest weakness? Describe yourself in three words. But what about, if you were a fruit, what would you be? Text me, 2101, email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon, Jenny Giblin, Director of Funding HQ and Pharma from Hawke's Bay. Jenny, lovely to have you on. Oh, kia ora, well, it's lovely to be here. And Professor Alan Blackman, Professor of Chemistry at AUT. Alan, kia ora, good to have you. Thanks, Wallace. Uh, to that first story, a Manhattan grand jury has voted to indict Donald Trump in New York. Mr Trump will be the first former president to face criminal charges. Uh, the precise charges are not yet known, but the case is focused on a hush money payment to a porn star during the 2016 campaign. Says the New York Times... He will be fingerprinted. He will be photographed. He may even be handcuffed. With us is US correspondent Carol Ramos. Uh, Carol, great to have you on. Good afternoon, Wallace. The unprecedented arrest of a former commander-in-chief. I mean, it's quite something, Carol. A developing story here. What's the latest there? Well, you know, I think there's consensus after the, the initial shock of the news of an indictment, which was kind of expected, but there were still some who thought it might not happen. We're going to wake up tomorrow in the United States of America in a different country, really, because this is the first time in our history that a current or a former president has been indicted on criminal charges. Not to say that there hasn't been wrongdoing in the past. There has been obviously the most uh, you know, the most apparent Richard Nixon back in Watergate in 1974. Nixon had told interviewers back then, interviewer David Frost, when the president does it, that means it's not illegal. And there have been many cases where there have been questions as to the legality of what a president has done, but they've somehow floated above it. Charges were never brought. The Department of Justice had an edict that you couldn't indict a sitting president. And that really, Wallace, flies in the face of what, as school children, we learn from the very beginning and recite, which is our Pledge of Allegiance, which says we pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> oh, yeah, indeed, Carol. <clears throat> Yeah, I was going to, I'm just going to wake up tomorrow. Yeah, keep going. Wake up tomorrow to a different country. Wow. <laughs> um, stay there, Carol. Let's get a response from our panelists, then come back to uh, Jenny. 
Well, it's quite extraordinary, isn't it? But yeah. I, um, one of the things I've been thinking about is how is he going to use this, um, this attention, this media focused um, for his own political gain? So that's what I think is going to be really interesting. I'm, I imagine he's got a, a whole, you know, huge number of people in behind him calculating his every move, his every move, uh, everything he's going to say, his comments, and, and it'll be interesting to see how he, he uses this to his own advantage. Carol? He will use it to his advantage, and of course he is galvanizing his base as we speak. He's calling it once again a witch hunt, which we heard during impeachment number one, impeachment number two. He is talking about how this is just a political ploy and that the Manhattan District Attorney is uh, funded by Democrats. And now to get him, the truth is 23 New Yorkers came together as a grand jury were presented evidence and testimony over many months. It wasn't Alvin Bragg, the district attorney, who decided on his own to bring charges. This grand jury had to vote on whether or not they thought the evidence was credible and whether there was enough there to indict a former president. They voted yes. Now, the question is, what will a jury do? That is yet to be seen. And there is going to be a, a, a lot that will happen in between. But, of course, to Trump's loyal base, he can do anything. When he was campaigning, he said he could shoot someone in the middle of Fifth Avenue and his base would still be with him. And they will be. But the question is, when a general election comes along, you've got independents and you have many conservative Republicans who are really queasy when they think about the prospect of a a Trump term, a second Trump term. Will it hurt them with will hurt him with those people? And yes, it will, because he needs to bring people into the fold, not alienate them. And those who believe in law and order and justice for all are going to have a problem with this. How do you see this, Alan? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I guess I wouldn't want to be in New York City come Tuesday, I think, because it's just going to be, um, I I imagine it's going to be utter mayhem. And um, Trump is going to make himself out to be a martyr. And um, there will be a lot of people and... My prediction is stupid things will be done. I guess I, that's something to bring up, uh, Carol. I can imagine security will be uh, incredible come next week. There are 36,000 New York City police officers who have all been ordered to be on alert and in uniform on Tuesday. Wow. Now, we saw <laughs> what happened with January 6th. The question is, we've also seen what have happened, what's happened to people who have been charged and imprisoned because of the insurrection. They put themselves on the line for Donald Trump. Donald Trump did not come to their rescue. (laughs) Now the question is, how many supporters are going to be willing to go out, get arrested, or perhaps engage in civil unrest, knowing what they know about the people that were involved in January 6th who were left out to dry. Finally, before you go, uh, Carol, uh, just a mention on uh, actress Gwyneth Paltrow, also uh, big in the news, cleared in a ski crash trial, not without, can I just say, setting the world alight with an amazing courtroom wardrobe. Well, that was that was the story all along. Nobody was paying attention. First of all, the, the Utah jury was starstruck. That was the news we were getting right. here in Hollywood. And every day the bloggers would come out and talk about her low-key 
rich look. Stealth wealth, Carol. They describe (laughs) stealth wealth. They describe her her bone broth colored necklace or her steely gray jacket. So they were focused on her and her celebrity. And I called it from the beginning. I said, you know, she's going to win. And even if she hadn't won, even if there was a hung jury, she's going to come out because she is the lifestyle guru. She would come out and say, you know, I'm going to be magnanimous. I'm going to help this man out because that's what I do. I'm a lifestyle guru and I'm a good person. It's lovely to have you on the program, Carol. Thank you for that. Uh, that's uh, uh, U.S. correspondent Carol Ramos. Kia ora. Uh, it is uh, five away from four. Did, just around the panel on that, did, were you following that at all, Jenny? I know that many people did the world did, and those fashions called stealth wealth. You know, gone are the Chanel logos and the, uh, th- th- that type of thing. It's all about discreet and very expensive, soft cashmere. You can tell it's expensive. <laughs> it was all about the cashmere. I did follow it, not necessarily uh, the case in any great detail, but I was certainly following what she was wearing because I found it quite <laughs> intriguing. But it was all very, very, um, that very low-key style, wasn't it? I, I, I actually, and I think most women around the world probably were as well. Well, I'm guilty of it as well. I was actually quite fascinated. Um, she was wearing yeah. some very, very nice threads, uh, particularly Ellen Blackman. <laughs> those lovely soft <laughs> pastel cashmere's. You, oh. you just—they just felt so warm to warm to the touch. <laughs> Well, I mean, the poor guy didn't have a chance, did he? Good grief. <laughs> and those amazing, and those amazing uh, Epres ski jackets also, those wonderful gla- um, steel and glasses she was wearing. Oh, just fantastic. And she gets awarded so a dollar and comes Very out of it smelling like goop. Yeah, yeah goop. Yes. <laughs> okay, I've been thinking, Jenny Gibbon, what's your IBT? Well, I've been thinking about that in times of crisis, um, you think loyalty and trust are really count, but actually does it really? And I'm saying that in the context of the fact that um, we farm in, in Hawke's Bay and we've been impacted by the cyclone. I mean, certainly not as bad as some of some other farmers in the region by any stretch, but we have had impact. And um, interesting, we've, uh, my husband's farm has been in his family for over 125 years, and I'm pretty sure that that entire time we have been with the, and they have been with the same insurance company. So it's, you know, longevity and, and loyalty there. And, um, and I think in the past 21 years, we've had two very minor claims. Um, and so now we're claiming on some dead, dead stock and fences and yards and, and a lot of the damage at our place we can't claim on. They just don't cover. Um, but six weeks on, we've just um, now onto our third uh, different insurance company that's assessing it, and they've just advised that like they would like to come and visit and see our stock that died six weeks six weeks ago, and um, and they probably will come in a month's time. I mean, it, there are kind of no words for that, and you just think, where's the common sense here? Um, we've sent photos of the dead stock. Of course, we got rid of them immediately, like any good farmers would do. Mm. Um, we've sent photos in of all of our. Uh, damaged um, bridges and, and our yards and our and our fences, and the amount we can claim that the most we can claim is is five five thousand dollars, which is just you know oh. minimal, and 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 they're arguing the Tolson want to and, and want to come and visit in oh. maybe a month's time. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Oh, so goodness me, you sort of do wonder about loyalty and trust, and you sort of wonder does that all go out the window? Oof. 
Wow. Uh, name, name and shame. We, we will want I, <laughs> no. I, the panel, Jenny Gibbon, will want an update from you. Can you um, oh, keep goodness. in touch with me by email uh, and yeah. tell me how it's going? And look, it's not the it's not our insurance agent at all. It's just that, um, and there are, as I say, there's people far worse off than us. Yes. But it just seems to me, I'm just you know, but my plea to the insurance companies would be let, try and be sensible around this okay. sort of stuff. Amen. Kia ora, yeah. Jenny. Oh, uh, Ellen Blackman, I've been thinking. Um, so I'm going to give you a movie and a um, an album today. So Vertigo and Dark Side of the Moon. Now Vertigo, yeah. that classic Hitchcockian. Um, who done it sort of movie 1958 it regularly tops the polls of you know one of the greatest movies ever made it is fabulous jimmy stewart kim novak brilliant brilliant movie um dark side of the moon what can you say that hasn't been said already 1973 in the u.s charts for 946 weeks for goodness mm. sake about 18 years you know so um these are two of the greatest <sighs> Productions of, of, of humanity, really. Let's let's be brutally honest. Music and, and um, film. And so they want to remake Vertigo, we found out this week, with Robert Downey Jr. And um, good old Roger Waters has re-recorded Dark Side of the Moon. So you're saying? I'm saying why? For goodness sake, we have perfection here. But do we? You're not. Oh, come on, Wallace. If you're, we you made, devil's advocate. No, 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 no. I'm just saying <laughs> if we made... Remade Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band mm-hmm. in the 21st century. Yep. Wouldn't it sound better? No. With the progress we've made? But it would. You no, know sound, it would. Sound, no, no, sound in what sense? That's what they're doing. They've, they've, they remaster the tapes over and over again. But they're That's the, right. They're the originals. No, though. it These would are sound remakes. Better. It's wrong, Wallace. It's wrong, damn it. <laughs> okay. Let the listeners speak. Would it be better? 2101. Alan Blackman, Jenny Gibbon with me this afternoon, Friday afternoon. Power Ballad Friday, stay with us. Mm.